This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good to be back from it. No, not going to be back from it to start, but good to be back. So the Mishnah says, like this. So I told you that every time I put on Rabbeinu Thomas Tulin every day, so I say a Mishnah Pekiyalos. And usually the Mishnah that I learn has something to do with my day. So that, so this past Friday I was in Eretz and I went to Vasikin and I opened up the Mishnah and said the following Mishnah Yud, Perik Dalad, Hu Ayaymer, Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yaisi said, Alti Dan Yechidi, do not act as a judge alone. Don't make judgment calls by yourself. Shein Dan Yechidi Elechon. There's only one in the world that makes judges, judgment calls by himself, and that is Hashem. And don't say when you're in a, when you're a minority and the majority is voting against you. Don't say you have to accept my advice, what I feel. If they have a roiv, there's more of them than there is of you. They have a right to go according to what they feel because you're a yochid. You're you're only one. I like this mission. I'm like, I don't really see what this has to do with my day here of Shabbos, but you never know. I forgot about it because it didn't really, in my head, fit into what's going to be that day. Okay, so I went shopping in Geula for Shabbos. I went shopping Gula for Shabbos with my daughter, actually with my grandchildren. And I'm walking down the street. So of course I'm an American, and every single person comes by, people who are wheeling their stuff and going shopping. Sadaka, I'm like, hello, like, what do I look like, a bank? Like, everyone's saying, does it, well-dressed, not well-dressed, ah, Sadaka's stuck a lot. Okay. So they have these, these people sitting on the floor, Collecting money, I put in, I gave them, my kids, my grandchildren to give them. Walking down, we have this store, that store, I have bags in my hands, whatever it is. It's a Shabbos nervous pet. This young guy, uh, pay is flying, look a little breast love, jeans, an undershirt, um, comes running over to me, goes, Sadaka? I'm like, I'll take out a shekel, so he goes, no, 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 I need a lot of money. He says in I need a lot of money. I'm like, what? This guy's a drug addict for sure. I'm like, why do you need money? He says, because we don't have food for Shabbos. I'm like, uh huh. I'm like, um, maybe you want to buy cigarettes? It, it, it was like a bomb. Like a guy that's like, you know, something was wrong. Something was definitely wrong. So I said, he says, no, I don't want cigarettes. I'm like, you buying drugs? Some in? He looked at me like, uh, he said, I don't have food on the table. My parents don't have food for shoppers. I'm like, okay. So in my head, I'm thinking, like, you, you look like a young guy. Go work. Like, what are, you, what are you bothering me for? He looked like one of those kids that's totally off the derech. So I crossed the street, and he didn't want my shekel, so have a good day. I crossed the street. He follows me. And I'm with my grandkids. And he's like, no, you don't understand. I don't have food for Shabbos. I'm like, I don't care. Because I know he's using the money for something else. There's nothing to talk about. He goes, what's wrong with you? Why don't you want to help me? I'm like, because you're a young guy and you don't look like the kind of guy 
that's collecting for food for Shabbos. And I think if they give you the money for food for Shabbos, you're going to end up buying either drugs or alcohol or... The last thing you're going to be buying is um, is food for Shabbos. Really? Call my mother. What? Okay, what's your mother's number? Okay, let's do this. Well, let's do this, you know? Okay. Give me your mother's number. So he gives me his mother's number. I call. It rings, it rings, it rings. The phone's disconnected. I'm like, yeah, okay. All right, I said, you got to leave me alone. I got to go. He goes, no, no. In Hebrew, call my father. I'm like, oh, your father? Your father and mother are not together? No, my father's number. I said, okay, what's your father's number? My grandfather's standing there. What's your father's number? I can't remember. I'm like, this guy's already drugged up. What do you mean you can't remember your father's number? He goes, I don't know, I can't remember. I usually have a phone, but I don't have the phone. So my father's number is in my phone, but I don't have the phone. I'm like, yeah. You're talking to Wallace, and I deal with these guys all the time. I'm like, no, 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 wait, wait. And then he, he tells me this number. So I, I call the number. Man picks up. Shalom. I'm like, I'll make the guy's name Avi. His name wasn't Avi. So Abba Shal Avi. Ken. Avi says, so the boy says to me, speak English in Hebrew. Speak to him in English. I'm like, you speak English? He goes, yes. Um, I'm like, your son is here in Geula with me. And he's telling me that he needs food for Shabbos. And he wants money. Like, is he going to use it for drugs, for cigarettes, or a drink? Like, what is he going to use it for? He goes, is that my son Avi? I'm like, yeah. He goes, every Arab Shabbos, he goes collecting money. We, I, I'm a, I'm a, I sit and learn. My wife has a very poor job. And we have nine children. And we don't have food on Shabbos. So every Friday from early in the morning till, till Mama Shabbos, he collects money. And with the money he collects, we buy food. I'm like, are you serious? She says, 100%. He says, he's a very good boy. And he does this for us every Shabbos. I'm like, uh-oh. Okay. Um, thank you very much. And I said, okay, fine. I hang up. He says, spoke to my father? I said, yes. So, did he tell you what I do? I said, yes. I was about to tell him, but like, why don't you go to work then? If, you know, I said... I said, how old are you? He said, 19. He looked like he's 15, 14. Not shaving, nothing, clean face. I said, he said, um, I said, so your parents are very poor? He says, my parents have nothing. He says, I go to this this yeshiva, he told me the name of the yeshiva. I clean the kitchen, I clean the floors, and I clean the bathrooms. And they pay me 500 shekels a week. And I take the 2,000 shekels at the end of the month, I give it to my mother. I almost felt like crawling under the street. And then I realized that I learned the mission in the morning. What did the mission tell me? The mission was yelling at me, don't judge. Yechidi. She'ein don yechidi There's only one in the world that can judge by himself. And that's Hashem, because he really knows the truth. So I gave him a lot of money. And I asked him, I feel very bad. And then I got home, I felt even worse. I should have just taken him to the stores and bought everything he needed. Or whatever. You have to be very careful. So even the people who think they're not judgmental, you got to be careful. We're all very judgmental. And I, yeah, he was real, he was the real thing. No Shiloh. You could say, oh, maybe his father was set up. No, no. This was the, this was the real thing. So, you got to be careful. Don't judge a book by its cover.
Don't judge a book altogether. All right, that's my opening story. Now let's talk about this week's Pasha. So, the month of Thomas, which is a tough month, right? Shabbos of Thomas, this Sunday. It's a nitch, it's really Shabbos, but it's pushed off, right? So, let's take a look. In every month, the Hashem's name is spelled differently. You know that? When you, if you have a smart sitter, when you make a bracha, um, we say Hashem's name, that month is, is, the name is, so you have four letters. Four letters can be met, can be switched around 12 times, those four letters, to spell different things. So the one time that it's spelled yud hey yud ke vav ke Hashem's name, in the right order, is the month of Nisan. The worst spelling of Hashem's name, which is Din, Hashem is Rachman, but Hashem's name in Din, outside of Elohim, is when you, spend Hashem, when you spell Hashem's name totally backwards. Instead of Yud, Hey, Vav, K, right? You spell it Hey, Vav, Hey, Yud. Backwards. You spell Hashem's name backwards, all the letters are exactly backwards. That's the worst. That's the month of Tammuz. Even other than that, others Hey, Vav, Yud, Hey. But Thomas is Hey Vav Hey Yud, which is Din. Now, where does this come from? Every single different way how you put the letters has a pasuk. The the pasuk for Hey Vav Hey Yud, which is Hashem's name in the opposite direction, is Zeh Einenu Shabali. The word Zeh, the second letter is the last word. The letter is Hey. The word Einenu, the last word, last letter is Vav. The word Shav, the last word is Hey. And the word Li, the last word is Yud. So Zeh, Einenu, Shav, Li. You take the last letters, spells Hashem names backwards. Now, where does it say that, Pasuk? Megillas Esther. Megillas Esther. Haman has everything. Everything, everything. He has everything. Esther invited him to a party. He's the richest. He has ten boys, at least ten boys. He's rich, he's powerful, he's an ex-king, he's got everything he wants. And he went to the party, right? Not the, the first party. And Esther Amalka knew that Haman was Amalek. And Haman and Amalek always want to spell Hashem name backwards. So before she brought him to the party, she correct. She was also Makubal. She corrected his backwards Yud Kevavkei. Now remember, he used all the last letters of the Zayn, right? He used the last words. So what he didn't know was it's unbelievable. It's something to get excited about. That she put the antivirus, the anti Hashem flip name backwards, into the party before he got there and tried to flip it backwards. How'd she do that? Right? So it says like this. And Esther. So now remember that we learned when we learned this that the Melech, when it doesn't say Hashem's is talking about Hashem's name. Hashem said to her, What do you want? And what is your request? I'll give you whatever you want. 
By the time I asked him, I'll tell you what I want, Hashem. I want your name spelled Yud K Vavke, not the opposite way around. I want your name to be Rachamim. I don't want Haman to have the power to bring Din into this party. So she says the following, if it's okay with you, Hashem, Yavo HaMelech, Yud, Hey, Yavo HaMelech, the king should come, Vehaman Vav, Hayom, today, Alamishta. She spelled Hashem's name, Yud, K Vav, K. Again, Yavo HaMelech, Yavo HaMelech, Vehaman, Hayom, spells Yud, K Vav, K. First letters. So Haman walked into a party that the Yud K Vavke was there already. So he couldn't turn it around even though he tried. So he came back. He was happy. He went to the party. He invited, no, one, no one ever got invited to the Queen's party. But then he saw he saw Mordechai. He got angry. He called them all together. He said, "You know how rich I am? I'm the biggest, richest guy in the world. I have the most children. And the king made me great. I'm on top of everybody. Right? Not only that." We just got started with the party. We got the Macha Nikro. She invited me to the next party. Bechol zeh inenu shavali. And all this, everything, it's not worth it for me. It's worthless. Bechol eith asheni raya as marcha yehudi yeshvashem as long as this Jew is alive. Is absolutely totally worthless. The month of Tammuz's letters are the exact reverse of God's name, because the exact reverse of God's name is a kafei type, an ingrate. The exact opposite of what Hashem is is a person who doesn't appreciate what they have. So the 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 pasuk. That the month of Thomas spells out is the pasuk of Haman saying, I have everything. For three psukim, I'm the richest, I got the power, I got everything. I'm invited to a second party. But it's worthless as long as I have this one thing that I don't have, which is Mordechai. And that is the month of Thomas. And that is why we're in so much trouble in the month of Thomas and, 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 and we have this fast day. Because Sinas Chinom the reason of the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash that was stuck over 2,000 years is Sinas Chinam. What does that mean, Sinas Chinam, boys? Sinas Chinam means to hate for no reason. What does that mean? The biggest Sinas Chinam, the biggest hatred for no reason, is Kinah. When I'm jealous of someone, what, what do you hate him for? Because he has something you don't have. You're not supposed to have what he has. And he's not supposed to have what you have. So it's called sinas chinam. It's, it's hate for no reason. So why, why don't you like him? I don't know, Rebbe. You, you do know, because he has a nicer wife, or more money, or a nicer car, or he's smarter than you. It, 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 you you're not jealous of Martians. You're not jealous of squirrels. You're not jealous of horses, even though they can run faster than you. Right? Because you don't have a kinna for them. You're, you're a human. You don't want to be a horse. 
most of us anyway, right? So the, the basis of the Sinas Chinam, which was the destruction of the Beis Hamidrash, which started this month of Shiva Asmatamos, is based on Sinas Chinam, is based on jealousy, and, and jealousy is based on not having a Karsatov, not appreciating what you have, wanting what the other person has. Now, Rabbi Wallstein, why are you bringing this in? Well, first of all, it's this month's Tamos. But more important, it's this week's Parsha. It's this week's Parsha. The Parsha of Balak. Fascinating. Now, in the, in the, of Chaim Vital, just so that you know that I'm telling you the truth. He says, by the Gugulim, we'll see it in a minute, something really beautiful. Lavan Nizgagel be Bilam. Who Lavan Arami. Bilam was Lavan Arami. Hainu. Leben Hayari Avivashal Bilam. Lavan Hayari Avivashal Bilam. Lavan was the grandfather of Bilam. Who asked for him and then this Galgal with Bilam and he came back in Bilam. Who be menolam at Bilam in Maitak Shafim and from him Bilam knew all the dark magic. This was the Chachma of who? Of Lavan the Arami. So Bilam was Lavan and there's a Naywidika Yarisin bin Azil on this, but I don't have it for tonight. We'll try to do it next week, Mitzashem. Okay, so Bilam came from Lavan. Lavan was an ingrate. Yaakov Avinu said to Lavan, I made you rich. I got you everything. I, because of me, you get, became, made so much money. Lavan was focusing only on what Yaakov took from him. Oh, you took the striped sheep. Oh, you took the speckled sheep. Oh, you left me with nothing. What are you talking about? I made you rich. I made you a multi-billionaire. Right? But he was an ingrate, Lavan. Bilam was an ingrate too. But listen to what happens here. It's beautiful. When, when we bring Bikurim, right? When we bring Bikurim, the Pasha Bikurim, which is in Devarim Chavvav, Pasig Dalit. Devarim Chavvav, we're actually learning tonight. This is like a Pilpul share. Sorry to disappoint you guys. I don't have some crazy stories. But this is a crazy story. Listen carefully. We're talking about Bikurim. The coin tears the basket. He puts it in front of the Mizbeach. Lavan was the Arami. He tried to destroy Klaistral. Right? But yeah, Mitzrayim, we went down to Mitzrayim, and we were there, we became a Goygodol, and the Mitzrayim gave us big trouble, and we cried to Hashem, and he took us out of Mitzrayim, and he gave us this beautiful land. Where does love and Harami come into this? We left Mitzrayim, we came to Eretz we brought Bikurim. Where does love and Harami, right, who tried to destroy us, have anything to do with Bikurim? I understand Jesus Mitzrayim has to do Bikurim, Bikurim has to give it Eretz Lavan had nothing to do with Eretz Yisrael or Yisrael Mitzrayim. What's Lavan have to do with this? And the answer is, what's Bikurim? What's Bikurim? Bikurim is the first fruit that you have. The first fruit that you have, you have to write a, you have to take a red tie and tie it on the fruit and give it to the Kayan. It's by far the hardest one to give because the first fruit you feel is 
First of all, I planted it, I fertilized it, I pruned it, I took care of it, right? So the Bikurim is the hardest thing to give. The, 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 why do you do a pig and a band by the first boy? What about the second boy? What about the third boy? Because the first child is like, it's our first child. It's very hard to, to recognize God's hand when something's the, fresh and new and the first. The first you feel like it's the first building, you know? After that, after that, Hashem helped me. But the first building was Mike. Come on, Rabbi Wilson. You know, I, I went to college. I got a degree. I have a master's in, in business, finance, you know. So the first is very hard to give. The first is the basis of Akar Satayv. So in Lavan, we're talking about Lavan trying to destroy us, right? Lavan was a Kafwe Taiv. Lavan was just the opposite, right? So by Bikurim, we're specifically talking about Lavan. Now, who is the biggest ingrate in the world? So this is so hard. This is very, very beautiful shot in, in the whole story of, of, um, of, of Bill of Russia. So, They ask a question. So, so Bilam's relationship, you have to know. Bilam, the lower you, the bigger the Avera, the lower you, you became immoral, the greater dark power, dark energy you have, right? Witchcraft, the deeper they are in Averis, the more power that they have. So Bilam was very low. He, he, he was married to his Hamor, to his donkey. She says to him, she says to him, yeah, so what happens over here? Um, he's riding, and there's a malach. There's a malach blocking him. And he's riding on his uh, donkey, uh, his asan. He has these two boys walking with him. And he sees, the, the donkey sees the malach Hashem. There's a malach standing in front of him with a sword out. So he goes to the side. And he hits. He, 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 he goes off the derech. Right? We have kids off the derech. What do they call them? OTDs. Off the derech. Right? So this was a donkey off the, this is a D-O-T-D. Donkey off the derech. See, you can do that in class. You can ask, what's a D-O-T-D, right? It's a donkey off the derech. So this donkey went off the derech, right? Potato awesome in a derech. He went off the derech. So listen, he could have been in one of those programs that would have said, whatever you want, we'll give you whatever you want, donkeys. Want a new car? Want, we'll buy it for you, right? Potato was sadeh. But Bilam wasn't into this new kind of chinuch, uh, so he whacked him. He didn't say, oh, you're off the derech, okay, so we'll just go off the road for two hours. We'll do some off-road jeeping, you know, donkey, you know. He was still from the old school, from like Wallerstein school. So, he said, how do you get him back on the derech? He's a donkey. You whack him. Okay, but this guy had a right, had a reason to get off the derech. Uh, oh, you think you're going to get off the derech? Uh, the malach was waiting in the in the kramim, right? And he was blocked in from each side. But Teros and Malach Hashem, he saw him again. And he looked into like here, so he banged into the wall. It was a regular building like here. But he didn't say it's okay. If you want to squeeze my foot into the wall, it's not a problem. You know, I don't want to get you upset, little donkey, right? He whacked him again. 
Doesn't seem to be working this derech, huh? Donkey keeps getting whacked. But what he didn't know is if he didn't, if he wouldn't have gone off the derech, he would have had his head chopped off by a malach. I find it interesting that no one talks about it. anyone who's watching this share, please, if you have an answer for this. And no one talks about, this is a very strong question, by the way. I've never found the answer, but I'm sure someone listening will find the answer. Everyone talks about that the donkey spoke, right? Hashem created the, on, on Erev Shabbos, right before Shabbos, the Piha Asan, that the donkey spoke. How come nobody talks about that the donkey saw the Malach? Wasn't that just as big a miracle? Talk about it. What? Rashi talks about it. Let's see. No, but I'm and saying. That, yeah. That, uh, no, but why? Well, Rashi. That's my question. He didn't see the donkey. He gave the animal rishus to see. Just like he gave the animal just to speak. Oh, so it seems to be, one second, so Rashi's saying here maybe that, that they always see. They always see Malachim. Because people have Das, so if we could see Malachim and Mazikim, we'd go crazy. But So animals see it, they get spooked. And that's why the dogs used to bark when there was a Mahamovas around. So it says, in the tribe, used to bark when there was a Mahamovas around. Aha. Uh-huh. So we're saying that it's not a miracle. Not a miracle that he saw him. That's what you want to say. The Ramban, the Ramban says, You can't see them. They don't have a body. But when see them. They see him through the nefesh. It's impossible for an animal to see a malach. It felt something, so it got scared. Like it says, My heart saw. My heart can't see. Or it's not hasaga, it's an understanding. So he, he had a feeling there was something there. He didn't really see it. Oh, what bothers the Ramam then? So what about the sword? Understand what the Rambam bothering the Rambam? What about the sword? It says he saw the sword in his hand. So I understand the spook part about the Malach, but what about the sword? You can't get. He knew there was something wrong, but how do you know there was a sword there? So that's bothering the the Rambam. He felt like the, that he was going to be shechted. All right, we'll have to look a little bit into deeper. There. But, but so the Rashi is saying that they talk to see him, and the Ramban is saying they don't see him; they just they just feel him.
Okay. So, Okay, so he squeezes his foot in, right? He hits him again. Third time, another in a very narrow place. He can't turn to the left, he can't turn to the left, he can't get out. He sees him again, or he feels him again. He, he, he goes down. Oh, he got angry. He hits him again. Okay. Now, if you were a donkey, I'm not saying anyone's a donkey, but if you were a donkey, and this guy's sitting on you, and he's whacking you, and now Hashem gives you a chance to open your mouth, right? What would you say? Stop whacking me. There's a malach with a sword who's standing in front of us, who wants to chop your head off. Right? He's now the chance to talk. He doesn't say a word about the Malach. He takes the hit. He doesn't tell Bilam you were in danger. Why? That's what you should tell him. That's why you're hitting me. I'm saving your life. I just saved your life, mister. You should be buying me oats. You know, Cheerios. Like, what are you doing? It's no It's a crazy answer. And the answer is, if God created the power of the donkey to speak, this is not about telling Bilam that there's a malach in front of me. This Asain is not talking to Bilam. He's talking to us. So if he would say to Bilam, if he would say to Bilam, are you crazy? There's a malach in front of us that would teach us nothing. It would teach us about a donkey, Mr. Ed, right? That could talk, that could see, that could feel, and he was a super donkey, super donkey, right? Donkey Kong, right? Whatever that game is. Super donkey. And what would we get from the whole story? There's a donkey, there's a malach, the donkey could see, the donkey could talk. Hey, what are you doing? Why are you beating me up? I'm your guy. And that would be the end of the story. What would us Jewish guys get from this story? What would anyone walk away and say, wow, God made a big miracle, he made a donkey talk. God, we just finished with going out of a him, splitting the arms of, come on, this is a miracle, donkey talking? Uh, yeah, parents talk also, you know what? So that's not what the donkey's going to do. Hashem didn't create Erev Shabbos, right before Shabbos, that you should hear a story about a guy who had a donkey that talked. It's not what it's about. These psukim are talking to everyone in this room. And to whoever's listening to the shir, whoever learns, listen carefully to what the donkey says. And the donkey, and Hashem opens the mouth of the awesome, and he says the following. Listen to me, everybody. I don't understand. What did I do to you? What did I do to you that you hit me these three times? What kind of question is that? You 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 squashed my foot, you flipped me off, you took me through through thorns. Why are you asking Bilam that question, right? Because you mess with me, right? You 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 turned to the left, you turned to the right, you went down. If I would have had a sword in my hand, I would have killed you. Stupid, if you kill him, then you can't ride on him anymore. Okay, whatever. Sometimes when you get angry, you lose it. Right? So he said, if I would have had a sword, 
I would have killed you. Aren't I the donkey that you have ridden on till today, from the day we got married? You know, me and you have been together. Am I the donkey that's always been with you? Did I ever do this before? Did I ever smash your foot or bend down or go off the derech? He said, no, you're right. No, you didn't. End of conversation. The donkey never told him about the Malach. They're having a conversation, right? At that point, the donkey dies. Hashem opened up his eyes. And now he sees the Malach. He bows down. Why did you hit your donkey? Why did you hit your donkey? The guy went up to Derek. He banged my foot. I was there. I was in the way. But the donkey saw me. And these three times he went he went off. I would have killed you and let her live. Now we hear, see from here that she's dead. What do you mean you would have let her live? She's alive. No, she's not alive. The donkey died died right away because Hashem said if the donkey's going to be alive, everyone's going to bow down to it, making a voice of a talking donkey. Right? Or it's going to be a carnival show. Now listen to this fool Bilaam. So Bilaam said to the Malach, I sinned. I figured he was going to say I sinned. I beat up my donkey when the donkey saved my life. Oh my God, I crossed that time. I should have kissed him. I should have hugged him. I should have bought him a present. Right? That's not what he says. What was my sin? Because I didn't see you. What did I do wrong? I didn't see you. I had this great rabbi that was my rabbi. And on his way to yeshiva, he came late one day. He never came late. Never used to come late, this rabbi. He was always in shir before we got there. We come to shir, it's 11 o'clock, it's 11.10, it's 11.15, it's 11.30, all of a sudden the rabbi walks in. I'm like, rabbi, what happened? So I got a ticket. A ticket from a cop. For what? What did you do wrong, Rabbi? He said, I uh, went through red light. I said, what? You went through red light? He said, yeah. The cop stopped me after I went through the red light. And he said to me, Rabbi, didn't you see the red light? And I told him, I saw the red light, but I didn't see you. (laughs) (laughs) So, that's what's going on here. That's exactly what's going on here. He tells the Malach, I've sinned. Right? What was my sin? Not that I beat up my donkey, who was always good to me. My sin was that I didn't see you. Hey, man, you missed the whole point. There was a whole muster schmooze here. The, the donkey opens up his mouth and he says to Bilam, he doesn't even tell him about the Malach. He's talking to us. Haven't I always been there for you? If I've always been there for you, don't you owe me to think that if I, if I went off the derrick, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a donkey that's always been there. I've never squashed your foot. I've always done what you wanted. Don't you think if I'm not doing what you want and I'm going off to the left and off to the right and I'm squashing your foot, I'm taking some thorns that something's wrong? Instead of beating me, why don't you think about it and say, something's wrong, there must be something ahead of me that this donkey doesn't want to go to. Don't I have a track record? Don't you have, Hakar Satov, do you beat something that's always been there for you? The donkey is talking to us, not to Bilal. So there's no reason for the donkey to tell Bilam that there was a malach in front of us. That doesn't teach us anything. The, the one time the donkey finally gets to talk in the Torah is to tell us 
those words, I've always been there for you. What's the words? Have I ever done anything like this to you before? Have I ever put you in sakana? But he said no. So, 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 so if I didn't, why did you hit me like this? The lesson is about Christ and Hashem. The lesson is in our lives. Sometimes we have the same story. Sometimes people go through through trials and tribulations, and they and they're right away hitting the hitting hitting the hitting the donkey, so to say, hitting the horse, hitting the one that's carrying them. Because Boku gave you life, because Boku gave you life to get up in the morning, and and if something doesn't go right in your day, it's right away Hashem's fault. It's right away Hashem's fault. So so that mad the donkey, surely a donkey has a right to say to its owner, "I've never done this before. At least try to figure out." If I've always been there for you, if I'm not there for you now, try to figure out what is wrong. Maybe there's something in the way. Surely if a donkey can say that to a human being, because Baruch can say it to us. If I took you out of a tribe and I brought you to Israel and I built you based on English, and you're still around, the Greeks are not around, the Babylonians are not around, the Romans are not around, the Germans are not around, the Spanish are not around, everybody's not around, you're still around. So if things are in goals, you're having a hard time. Maybe you should think about there's a reason before you become an atheist, and before you you, 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 you you get angry at me? Haven't I been there for you, Klai Yisrael? So if I've been there for you all this time, so if something goes a little bit wrong, you're whacking me already, that's it. I'm not dominating, a guy told me tonight, I met a guy tonight, he told me, I believe in God, I don't I don't believe in organized religion. This is a firm guy that I, was a friend, was a friend, is a friend of mine. I'm like, what does that mean? We don't believe in organized religion. Ah, all this, all this stuff and all these rules. If some guy like one of us looks like one of us goes to put on someone, I don't really believe in it. Point to that. I don't really believe in it. He's having, a, he's having a hard time in life. He is having a hard time in life. So that's it. We start kicking the wall. You know, that's the Gemara. The Gemara talks about when the Shiach comes. And by the way, I was in Israel. I'm just telling you, everybody. I got up at the Good Convention. I made certain statements. I'm not telling you that I'm a Navi. You know my name is Zechariah, but I'm not a Navi. Right? And I told you what's going down, and it's going down much faster than, than I thought it's going down. This little Shabbos that's going on in the religious from community is not normal. The, the abuse, the, the little Shabbos, the disconnection from God, the atheism, I, we have never had this before. We've never had this before. Not from from people. Not from people. Not from people. It's not normal. I went to Eretzrol for a week. What I dealt with just in Eretzrol with Americans, with people, mamish, they, they're, they're from kids of Mechal Shabbos. Everyone's Mechal Shabbos. Kids of Mechal Shabbos. There's a girl in camp. They didn't know what to do with her. They called me up because she, there was a light left on in the bunk. And she, and the kids were like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? The light's on. We have to find the guy in the kitchen. She goes, no, no problem. Just flipped it off. From camp. Flipped it off. Oh, nothing's going to happen. The girls are like, eh? She goes, yeah, I don't keep shoppers anyway. Slipped <laughs> it off. It's not normal what's going on on there. The non-from are assimilating. They're marrying Goyim. The from, half, the, half of us don't believe, don't believe anything anymore. I don't believe in organized religion. I don't know if Hashem's really... Just, just, it's, it's, it's imploding, exploding. It's not normal. 
there's almost no house that doesn't have chasr shalom, some kid off the derech or something going on or something. It's, it's not normal. And, and it's, it's just, you know, someone told me, so I was talking to someone tonight, he goes, ah, said the same thing about the Holocaust. The Shiach's coming, it's the world, it's, it's, they were courting Navi, and the, uh, you know, and then there was an atomic bomb, and, ah, we, 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 everyone thought Mashiach was coming to the Holocaust. It's the same thing, people having problems now, you think Red Wallstein, Mashiach's coming. It's the same thing. I'm like, no, let me tell you the difference. I'll tell you the difference. If you learn the Gemara about Mashiach, so the Gemara says that it's going to be a, a, a it's going to be a door of chutzpah, crazy chutzpah, and the fathers won't be talking to their children, and the children won't be talking to their fathers. That's what the Gemara says, outside of some other stuff. In the Holocaust, right? Even though there was the Enlightenment, there was the Reform Judaism that was going on at that time. There was no chutzpah. There was no chutzpah terrorist kids who were like, if you don't give me what I want, right? I just had a story today where a kid told his mother, if you don't buy me an iPhone, right? Kid's 15 years old. If you don't buy me an iPhone, I'm telling you right now, I'm talking about a firm kid. I'm going to go get my own iPhone. So she said, if you get your own iPhone, and I, and I see it, I will take it away. And he said to her, 15 years old, from family, and he said to her, if you take that iPhone away, an eye for an eye, ma, I'm going to take your keys to your car away, and I will hide them. And then I will take your purse, and I will hide that. And every time you take something away from me, I'm going to take something away from you. 15 years old. Terrorist. From kid. From family. That didn't happen in the Holocaust. That didn't happen before Holocaust. Kids had respect for their parents. And it didn't, it wasn't a place where parents, the Haitian leave always abundant, where parents walked away from their kids and said, I, how many times I've heard in the last year, I would rather my daughter is dead. Do you know what that is to hear from a parent? At least if she's dead, she'll be in Ganeiden. What she's doing on this world will put her in Gehenna. That's, no. You don't doubt that your child should be dead. That's the Heshiv Lev Abbas Allah Banam. They don't even want their kids anymore. That did not happen. So I turned to this guy and said, you're right, in the Holocaust, there, 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 a lot of death and a lot of, we know there's going to be a lot of death in Mashiach's time, whatever it is. That, but the rest of the Nevias of a chutzpah of a dog, the chutzpah, a generation of the chutzpah of a dog, or the chutzpah of, of kids to parents and parents, that we never had before. Ever! Ever! Do you see, even in the times of, of, of Tishabov, that children rebelled against their parents. We rebelled against Hashem, and we had Sines Chinam, and Abu Zorah, Shpichas Damim, Gilead Royas, all those various. There's nowhere that it talks about where a kid tells his mother, you take something away from me, I'm taking something away from you. Oh. Terrorists. Maybe we should give them everything that they want. So that part of the Nevius is now. And I was just in Eretz Shalom all day on my life. Tell everyone, it's going to be a tough time. It's going to be a rough time. And they need to build their emuna now. Because the ones who don't build their emuna when the wind comes, will be swept away. 
Amuna, 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 Tfila, Amuna. Get close to God now. It's soon. It's going to be too late. And if you don't have that Amuna, you're going to see things in the world that are not going to make sense, and you're going to let go, and you're going to drown with everyone else. So all the tzaddikim that I was by this week in Eretz Yisrael said, you must tell everyone they must work on their emunah. Learn emunah. Dab in an extra ten minutes. Get a close relationship with God. The world is falling apart. We're shooting cops. We're killing the people that are supposed to protect us. There is a Mishnah in Pirkei Avos, a very scary Mishnah. And the Mishnah says that when it comes to it, when it comes to a nation, if you don't have law and order, you will be swallowed up. That's the lesson of the Mishnah. Huh? Yeah, Chayabalabai. I want to read it from inside. We're living in America today. They're killing the people that are protecting them. What did these cops do wrong? They killed. They kill people in, in, that, are, that, are, that, are, that, are, that go out every single day. Okay, I'm not saying that the two cops didn't make a mistake. Or they made a mistake. Maybe they did make a mistake. So what? A lot of people make mistakes. A lot of people kill kill people for no reason in robberies and things like that. No, no one goes out and, and starts killing cops for that. And the political scene in America and what's going on in Europe today, when a guy with a hatchet gets on a train in Germany, whatever, there are people who starts hacking away at them. What, what, what happened in France? It's crazy. Get into a truck, to a truck, and run over people? It's not human anymore. We're not human. It's not war. It's not like, okay, we're going to war, so we're going to shoot soldiers, army, tanks against tanks. Take a truck, get into it, go 100 miles an hour, and just run over people. This never existed. Never. This is nuts. The world is nuts. Totally nuts. And our world, the Jewish world, what's going on in our world is nuts. It's crazy. The air of rap is very powerful. Footsteps is very, very powerful. And I have a loop shot in the word footsteps. They think that they came up with an organization. They're going to take away the Jewish kids and make them into atheists. So they called it footsteps. What they don't realize is it's the footsteps of Mashiach. Because, because the Chidot says that when Mashiach comes, the Erev Rav will be separated from Klai Yisrael. So they named it footsteps, thinking, ha in the end it's footsteps. You're right. Your organization, you're taking Jewish kids. We're going to fight you now. We're going to fight you tooth and nail. But you're the footsteps. It says this is what's going to happen. The Chidot says it. He says in the times of Mashiach, we will be divided from the Erev Rav. So we didn't have an Erev Rav. Now we have an Erev Rav that goes out, the Ha'am, and takes Jews away from what's in the cloud in the times of Amalek and puts them on the outside of the cloud. Those are the ones that Amalek, the weak ones. That's who they're after. Right? That's what it says. That's who they're after. So it's happening. Exactly what the Chidot said was going to happen. It's happening. So all the signs are here. I'm not just trying to scare you. It's something to be scared of. Not, not, not trying to scare anybody. It's something to be scared of. It's something to be happy about. But 
but you have to, you have to do the right thing where there's nothing to be happy about. Kocha means they met you, but kocha comes the word kar, cold. They put ice in your hearts. The warmth of Yiddishkeit. They went after, listen carefully to this. They went after the Hasidim. Footsteps goes after the Hasidish kids to take them away from Yiddishkeit, right? What's, who the, what's the warmest part of Klai Yisrael? Hasidus. Hasidus has vankite. That No one can take that away. Even when they're off the derech, the guys are dancing and they're eating chillant and they're talking Yiddish. They have their payas and, and they go to a tish. They won't even keep Shabbos. They go to a tish though. They want to have a tish. They're going to come in and make them, from the word car, they're going to make them cold. They're going to take away their vankite. The, the weak ones, the weak ones, they're going to already be tired. And they have no year as Hashem. That's who they're after. This is, this is what happened. This is what's happening. So the Gedalim said, Rabbi Wallerstein, talk to Klai Yisrael. They have to make much stronger the connection to HaKadosh Baruch Because the ones who can't hold on are going to go down on the whirlpool with the rest of them. And it's coming. And it's not easy. And it says very befavish in the Zaya that Yishmael will be running the world for a certain amount of time. We're going to be under their malchus. And that's what's going on. Yishmael and Esau, and that's what's going on. So, daven five minutes longer. Tell Hashem before you go to sleep that you love Him and that that it's, it's a big task and it's very hard and that you have a karsatov for everything you have and that you want to be there at the end of the world, at the end of time. You want to be there with your kids and your family and you want to be close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Get up 15 minutes early, daven 15 minutes early. In your own words, say a little, an extra capital to hill and wear your children a little bit longer. Go up to the Rana Kodesh after daven and say, Hashem, I want to tell you I love you. I know it's going to be tough, but I love you. And I know we're going to see a lot of stuff that's not going to make sense. A lot of stuff's not going to make sense. He, he talks about a desire. A lot of stuff's going to look like that. I don't understand what it means. I don't understand what it means. But he says that Yishmael will bring a carbon, and it will be accepted. And Christ will, be, will bring a carbon, and it will not. And those in Christ who don't have real emuna will go to the other side. So it says, I saw it. What that means? What's a carbon? I don't know. Blowing themselves up? It's a car- I don't know. I don't know. But that's what it says. That's pretty scary. So the end of time is a very big test in, what, in, in every person. I don't know if it's your it's your It's your emuna. It's your Yerat Hashem. Without Yerat Hashem, there, there is no, there's no Chachma, there's no Torah. Yerat Hashem is, is, uh, is, uh, is the vessel that brings you to a Kaddish Baruch Hu because you have many people who learn Torah who are very brilliant but they're not connected to God at all because they don't have Yerat Hashem so they have, they have the ideas and they have the knowledge but they don't have the Yerat Hashem at all Yerat Hashem is the Kali it says it in Pekayavos you have to have Yerat Hashem so we're very much into working out we have to work on our Amunah because our Amunah is going to be shaken it's going to be shaken it's not going to be easy it's not going to be easy those who have the Amunah are going to make it those who don't will not According to the Chidah, only one-fifth. That's it. It's to the next world. Pretty serious stuff. And we're seeing it develop. We're seeing it develop in politics. 
We see it develop in the world. We see it develop in everything. We see it developing in Christ. Where we have never... That's so why I told this guy tonight. I'm like, you're right about the Holocaust. And everybody said that. But there was no chutzpah. No kids ever answered their... My father, I mean, that generation, you, you, you trembled when your parents said something. From that, from, didn't matter. There was no thing as answering back a parent. You take something away from me, I'll take something away from you. What are you talking about? I'll do what I want to do. I'll burn the house down. You don't let me go to my room, I'll burn the whole house down. What are we dealing with terrorists? Our children are becoming terrorists. And then we have guys preaching, by the way, don't forget to give your kids a grenade so we can blow you up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't make him go buy the grenade, you buy the grenade so he can blow up the house. Yeah. We're in a good place. We're in a good place. It's very nice. Let me tell you, every morning, Fasikin now is Fasikin now is five thirty-eight by the castle. Come there at three o'clock. Go to mikvah. Come there at three o'clock. It's quiet. You sit by the castle. Just talk to Hashem. Ah. I went to Davin this morning. I mean, it's very nice Davin in Brooklyn, but ah, it was like hello and duchenim bechzakohanim. It's a different world. It's it's plugging in. It's it's it's, it's pure energy. It's 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 God. There's no way that you can go to the castle at 3.30 in the morning, sit there, just sit there, and any way believe that there's no God. There's no way. There's so much kedusha, and there's so much energy there. You can't. It's just, it's just like, I know you're here, Hashem. We've we got to get this wall built. we got to get this building built. And I have to tell you that, you know, it was my birthday two days ago. And I stood by the Kaisal, Yud Aleph Tammuz. And I stood by the Kaisal with Vesikin. I said, you know, it says that, um, in the second, you should, anyone, anyone who has a birthday, your Hebrew birthday, by the way, say capital, say a chapter in Tehillim number two. You know what it says in chapter number two? People don't know this. A big rabbi told me this. Hashem, Hashem Omar Eli Beniata, Hashem said to me, my son, Ani Hayom Yilidatiha. I gave birth to you today. So on a person's birthday, he's supposed to say this capital. Sha'ami many, Hashem says, ask for me, but no, and I'll give you. So the Sadiq told me, you must say this capital on your birthday. Everyone should, I didn't know this is a Kabbalistic thing, because it says here, again, Ani Hayom today I gave birth to you. Shalmi Menu Vatna. Ask me whatever you want, I'll give it to you. I heard that, I was like, yo, this is amazing. So we said capital days at 3.30 in the morning, and I'm standing by the Kaisal, and I'm like, I can ask him for anything, he'll give it to me. I said, Krish Baruchu, I am dealing with so much stuff. I'm like, my, my, my request of you is that you should reveal yourself to the world. That's my birthday present. Just let all, all you Jewish kids know that you're here. So many of them don't think you're here anymore. So many Jewish people think you're not here. You were never here. You're not here. You left. I don't know what they're thinking. When I ask you one thing on my birthday, show them all who you are. Hope we'll answer it. That's all. That's Hashem. We should all be gazelle. We should all see the revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And remember, the, the Ossain opened his mouth, the donkey opened his mouth to tell us all, if I've always been there for you, 
I will always be there for you. And if you think I'm not, then maybe you should ask why. Thank you very much. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.